all the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, by way of Sacramento, California, this is Kings in the North Podcast. And now, the starting two for your listening pleasure. Standing six feet four inches tall at a Jesuit high school, the half-Greek freak, Nick Economy. And standing six feet tall out of McClatchy High School, Big Baller Ben. Kings of the North Podcast is sponsored by Cash Considerations. For donations, hit up our Patreon. Welcome back to Sack Kings of the North Podcast. Uh, your partner in crime, Big Baller Ben, is back on set in Vancouver after a nice little hiatus in Sacramento, uh, where the Sacramento Kings stole a game in Oklahoma City, but that is very far in the rearview mirror now because we are... Back at 500, played three games this week, losing all three. Um, one of them, I, I'll give him a little pass because we fought valiantly uh, after the loss of our rookie phenom, Marvin Bagley the third. The other two, um, we'll get into it. Very I frustrating. Mean, we were playing the best team in the league by record. Yeah, that's the one I'll give so, him a pass. The other pretty, two, very frustrating. Yeah, definitely a, a tough week. Um, if you want to just dump, jump right into it with the... the T-Wolves. Yeah, this is the end of a little uh, road trip that started before the All-Star break. Yeah. And, um, yeah, in Minnesota for it seems like the billionth time. Yeah, and with Carl Anthony Towns questionable going into the game. Yeah, after the, it, the huge car accident where, you know, all these 5% he was going to live and yada, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, rear-ended he, by a, a he, semi Either way, it, we're, we're glad he's, you know. He, he's, he's not dead. He's not dead, but, like. Man, maybe maybe we were not that glad. It couldn't have sat out like one more game. Yeah, really, really toasted us. Yeah, thirty-one minutes, thirty-four points. So that's huge. He also had twenty-one boards and five assists, and kind of just manhandled. It was really anyone. unstoppable. Yeah, he uh, every time that he touched the ball, no matter if it was outside the three-point line, in the key, behind half court, you just knew he was going to score. Yeah, and it was uh, it was tough to stop. But the thing was about that team is. Nobody else really got going. Yeah, a pretty quiet 20 for Derrick Rose, but that was I mean, their, their second leading scorer. Other than that... A ton of his points coming from the free throw line, yeah. too. Uh, Derrick Rose had 3 of 5 from the line and 8 of 17 from the field. Yeah. So it's it's like very inefficient, where Carl Anthony Towns is the only player to be efficiently scoring, efficiently doing all the work on that team, and it, it really... Gave an opportunity to win a game, to to continue that upward rise. Yeah, I think this one was just so frustrating because we're we're ending a road trip. Mm-hmm. We play so well, both offensively and defensively in the first quarter. Yeah, and then, like as we've said so many times, that doesn't win a ball game. No, and that's never won a basketball game in the history of the association. And so, what happens? We come out and get outscored. Uh, in the second and the third, uh, Minnesota builds up a lead that, you know, we can't really chop into. Yeah, even it was though a 24-point lead yeah, even at though, the end of the third. Yeah, we held them to 19 in the fourth. That wasn't enough. Yeah. So, very, very frustrating. So, as far as scoring, pretty solid night for De'Aaron. Had 23 points. That was nice to see him north of 20. That doesn't really happen that often. I Early in the season, I thought that was going to be a nightly occurrence. Turns out he's more in the you know the fifteen to eighteen he, point range, which is really solid for a second year guy. Yeah, plus, no, I'll take it. Plus, with his his ability to create for others, averaging somewhere between five and seven assists a night, you know he, he's he's adding about thirty points a game, and yeah. that's that's really huge. So our leading minute getter, mm-hmm. uh, Marvin Bagley the third, just continuing to mature. That's why I was yeah. so heart gut wrenching, heartbreaking. Uh, that you know he got that that the injury knee knock. knee knock later in the week, but against Minnesota, thirty-seven minutes, twenty-five points, eleven boards, and really Perfect just from behind the arc and from behind the the free throw line. Yeah, so he's picked it up, and again, we're wishing him, we're wishing him uh, the most sincerest of get well soon's. I mean, the maturation of Bagley in the last two months has been night and day from the first half it's, of the season. It's really nuts. He. He's going out there almost every night looking to get 20 to 25 and 11 boards, a couple assists, a block or two. Yeah. it's And it's it's really just incredible how his season's not turned around, but how, how he's how he's improved it's just so drastically. Huge, yeah, it's just this exponential liftoff of, 
Yeah. Especially with like I feel like the other It's like his double jump. Yeah. It's it's there quick and he's he gets off the ground real real quickly. Yeah, I think I mean I don't have much more to say about this other than I I think that Minnesota has just as good of a shot to make the playoffs now as mm-hmm. we do. I'd agree. I mean they're so zero. Yeah. Really. I mean the the they they're a solid team. I mean Tyus Jones isn't a bad point guard. Carl Anthony Towns is an elite center, probably top five without a doubt, maybe even top three centers in the league. Yeah. And if Wiggins is on, that team is actually just a force. I know. I think but, I was talking to my buddy Isaac Crow, shout out Isaac Crow, and he was saying how it's just so frustrating that the the one year that the Kings, you know, come out of nowhere the the team that we have to dethrone for this you know final playoff spot yeah is the Clippers where there's no narrative there that I want to see in the playoffs whereas yeah. at least with Minnesota mm-hmm. you get to see this young Carl Anthony Towns and this resurgence of Derrick Rose it just be a lot a much more fun playoff story to get swept by the Warriors mm-hmm. than the Clippers in my opinion yeah and I kind of agree with that especially because the Clippers are this weird middling team. They're not quite fully rebuilding what they are rebuilding. But yeah, they're not, can't they just tank? Yeah, they're not They're not going for their pick that they have to give up if they make the playoffs. They're not trying to get a good playoff seed. It's a really strange team. They, they've made weird moves and continue to win games. Yeah, and we'll get to this like a little later because we end up playing the Clippers yeah. in what Grant Napier you know, coined the biggest game in March since 2006, and I don't really disagree with that, but that was like a lot of hype for literally no Huge payoff. Game, yeah. yeah, but uh, I I think I agree that it would be more fun to see a team like this Timberwolves team, which has made the playoff once in the last 15 years, yeah. to to continue their playoff aspirations yeah. from last let's year. Let's keep both LA teams out. That would be great. Um, so let's move on to to Wednesday's game. Yeah, Milwaukee. Against, this yeah. one was nuts. This was the start of a little homestand. And Giannis is coming off the, whether you want to call it load management. Another knee bump. Or a legitimate knee injury. He's coming off, uh, you know, this this, uh, little minutes restriction. So he only ended up playing 24 minutes. And I think that was even a little more than Budenholzer wanted. Yeah, I think he was was gunning for 20. Yeah. So, again, Chris Middleton showing why the Knicks are going to give him a max and ruin his career. Yeah. 21 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. That's what got him in the All-Star game. I think the difference in this game was twofold mm-hmm. as far as uh, from, a, from a player standpoint. Um, I think this was a great... This showed the rich getting richer. This was uh, Nikola Miritich. What an... What a pickup for this team. I talked really about it a little bit at the trade deadline, but, man, if this guy can, like, stay healthy because he's been injured, he's on my fantasy basketball team, he's still on IR, you know, but he came out at 21 points, 8 boards. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon, Mr. 50-40-90, 25 points, and really, someone who's played super well after getting chewed out, he wants to be there. Yeah. Eric Bledsoe, 26 points, 13 boards. Triple-double. 12 assists. Sorry, scratch that. Reverse it. 26 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists, like you said. And his first triple-double, I think, of the season, they said. Yeah, it yeah. might be his first or second of his career I think, as well. Yeah, I think it's his second of his career. Um, you know, it, it's always tough to lose a heartbreaker like this one. It, I mean... It was a huge effort there at the end. Yeah, like to like, fight back. Like you said, without Bagley, it was uh, Harry Giles stepped up. He huge did. game. Yeah, he, he was at one point. I think he, he finished nine for nine for thirteen from the field. Yeah, with sixteen points or eighteen points. Really, just a great game from for Giles, and he put the team on his back. Eighteen points in seventeen minutes. Yeah, put the team on his back for a huge stretch after. Bagley was was escorted to the locker room, and uh, took his put his back in the game, and and kind of led to that stretch at the end where we fought and and ultimately fell short. Yeah, I think like you said, this really proved not only to the general public but to Harry Giles that he can, you know, compete his body. Like obviously he knows he can compete, but his, that his body can compete. Yeah, that his body can do what he knows it can. Yeah. Um, 
He looked explosive. He looked confident. And he looked long. Yeah, he looked great. Honestly, yeah. I I had a really fun time watching this game. I was, I, you know, you're never happy with a loss. We're now zero and two in overtime this season. Mm-hmm. The other loss coming to Portland, I believe that was the first of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. And so January first, we're we're zero and two in overtime. But this one was, there were a lot of ways that this this one looked. Uh, like a like a positive loss if that oxymoron is even a thing. I mean, Buddy the, healed with thirty two, and Bogdan with a career high mm-hmm. twenty eight points. Mm-hmm. Also uh, had eight rebounds and eight assists. He was one of each stat away from a LeBron twenty seven seven and seven. A Bogdan's a twenty eight eight and eight. Yeah, so, so that was cr- nuts. The yeah, eight uh, boards was also a career high, mm-hmm. and. De'Aaron had 17 with uh, six boards and nine assists. Really, really solid game. Really great game. I, I, honestly, all the starters were in double figures. The bench is just where it kind of fell apart with, I mean, Nemanja didn't see the floor at all. And we had guys putting up a huge amount of minutes and not really putting ball and hoop. Yeah, I so, think the, the bench scoring was hurt from the Bagley injury. Yeah, definitely. But Definitely, but... Outside of Harry Giles, wasn't looking too hot. I think the other problem was, I don't know what it is with overtime. Maybe we just don't play overtime enough where mm-hmm. to realize that it's five minutes and not 12. And you yeah. got it pedal to the metal from the, the get-go. Yeah. And that didn't happen. The The Bucks came out and scored six straight, and we were playing catch-up the whole time. And I, I think a lot we of We should have lost by four, but Bogdan hit some garbage time yeah. three to add to his 28 and add to the total score 140. I, I do think it is a lot of that. I mean, the team that we were playing is a very veteran team. Yeah. They've been in the league for a lot longer than our guys have. Giannis gets some of the weakest calls ever, and they're afraid to call a travel. Just like in soccer, when they're told now with VAR to keep the flags down because they don't want to get it wrong. That's what I feel like. And it's not just Giannis. I'm not picking on him. It's just, it's just so, the league in general. It's They're so afraid to call a travel because I think – Adam Silver's got their cojones in a vice because if they call a travel and miss some LeBron, Tomahawk, or Giannis from the free throw line or, you know, any of these other high flyers and they miss that on national TV, that doesn't look good for the brand. So this isn't a conspiracy. This is real. That They're afraid. I feel like they're told in their winter meetings. I don't know. That's what it's called in baseball. Mm-hmm. In their winter meetings... To keep the flags down. Don't call the travel. And that's fine because, you know, it works in everyone's favor. It's just very frustrating when you're watching Giannis drag the feet with this, like, nine-step kind of deal. And I know his strides are, like, 40 feet. But there were a couple instances where it was just ridiculous. A couple inbound violations again. Again, the officiating, it, it really baffles me sometimes. Where I'm just sitting here watching and thinking... These are supposed to be the best officials in the world. And maybe they are, but a lot of times it looks like it's I mean, just a coin flip with some of these calls. Here's here's the thing. We could have these coin flips, or we could have the replacement refs like the NFL did a couple years ago, and have actually just the worst calls. Well, I don't think you need any sort of replacement refs. I think there's this big there's a, an, a big enough cache of referees looking to step in. I that's the thing though. Not a if they're not there, they're obviously not the top quality. You get some of these college refs up there. I watch a lot of college basketball, and they're, they're very consistent. I wouldn't say they're better or worse. They just call the game like like they should. The players aren't as good, and they can't do as much, and there's stretches of 10 minutes without a field goal. Shout out Michigan Wolverines. But I don't know. I'd like to see a couple new refs next season. That's That's the end of that conversation. Um, yeah, the Bucks. So a nice tough loss. They're they're a crazy squad, honestly. Overall, I think they're going to go deep in the playoffs. See, they I just... would I would actually disagree. I think this is I love to guarantee. I love Joe Namath guarantee. I'm going to guarantee. Here, you want to bet one dollar? I'll bet you five dollars. They're making it to Eastern Conference. I was just going to say. I'll bet you. I'll, I'll I don't got five dollars. I got one dollar on it. All right. One dollar, they won't make the Eastern Conference Finals. They're making the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't, no, I know. They added Pau Gasol yesterday. Kawhi's gonna clamp. Kawhi, they're not gonna face Kawhi. They'll face Kawhi in the Eastern Conference. No, Finals. no, they won't. 
Because Kawhi's the number two seed. No, they're dropping. They're not. They're they're two games. The Raptors are two games behind the Bucks. You better watch out for Philly who's clamping. Philly's of that way further back. They're clamping. I think number three is Indy. Yeah, which is nuts. Which crazy. Definitely not. Yeah, like the between the two and the three is five games. That's not getting made up in the, Dude, the you home never stretch. Know. All right, so Kawhi's not clamping because they're not getting to the Eastern Conference Final. But you better watch out for Indy. No, it'd be Philly. No, or I'm Boston. Saying, yeah, Boston. That's what they'll play. That's what I'm saying. You better watch out for playoff Boston. I honestly, having followed the Celtics all year, that team's going to implode horribly. I stand by what I say. In one dollar, they're not making the Eastern Conference Finals because I hate them. First of all, and I think. That I I don't I don't enjoy watching yeah Giannis with the great story and from Greece and I love this back backstory I don't enjoy watching Giannis play that's like the, I'm the one person that in the world that says that I this is this is actually super nuts listen to this I'd rather watch James Harden than Giannis well, that's and, a hot take and that's I don't know I don't know I um, it's well, I, I love I love all that, that James Harden can do beyond three. Here's all I gotta shoot say: thirteen threes in the first quarter. Here's all I gotta say about the Bucks playoffs: Bucks and six. So that's it. We'll move on to Friday's game against the Clippers, the biggest game in March, or it, so they say, since two thousand six, and the biggest game ever in Golden One Center. That's I would say that's uh, that's probably a good assessment. Although, because I was there, I'd like to say the Demarcus return. Turn, that's a pretty big that's, one. So too. that's that's up there. But as far as how it matters to the the fate of a of a playoff uh, team, this was the biggest game in Golden One Center history. Although opening night at Golden One Center, what about pretty Paul cool. McCartney at Golden One Center? Yeah, opening show. Golden oh, One John Center. Golden One Center. That's true. Who knows? A lot of big games. Yeah. Either way, this was a huge one, and so. What really hurt us in the first quarter, foul trouble. What really hurt us in the third quarter, it's third quarter, and for some reason, every time we build up any sort of momentum going into half, we stray away from that in the third quarter. I don't get what it is. What happens at halftime in the locker room where everyone's just like, where we revert, to this losing way of basketball, it's beyond me. We need to get him more orange slices and juice boxes in the back. Yeah, and, and what about, where's Michael's half. secret stuff? It's, oh, it's nuts. Doug Christie was preaching the whole game. And I'll shout out to Doug. I think he's, he's a good commentator these days. But he's 100% right in this instance. Is they got Zubots and he's, you know, he grabs boards and he's good offensively. But he's not like a Stretches marquee. the floor. Exactly, he's not a marquee shot blocker. No. And when Mont like, and this is when Montrez is off the court, they don't got anyone in the paint that can like hold it down. So get to the basket. This, this is where we needed Bagley. He one hundred percent. He's that mismatch that we really needed. This is where this is exactly. I think we lose a lot with Marvin Bagley off the court mm-hmm. because he just he's just so dynamic. I was just gonna say he he. It's so much attention in so many different facets of the game. Again, he's not spectacular in any one instance, but he's good enough doing everything where he garners all this attention, it spreads the floor, and he's been making his his uh, jump shots. Jump shots, free throws. He's been really just on fire all all over the court. Or the, the court. Court. Not the, the course. Yeah, the king's court, not course. So again, the Lighten third... up like Tiger. He is. So the third quarter, we, we're we not running downhill. We aren't passing the ball. And we kind of just got away from what built this lead up in the second quarter. And then mm-hmm. in the, uh, the fourth, we end up having a terrible stretch the first six minutes, matched by a pretty spectacular stretch in the final six minutes. And it ends up falling short. Played some really solid defense. I think we contained Lou Williams. We can about really, as well as we could have. I mean, that that team for for one player going over twenty, and that being Landry Shamit, and at twenty, that exactly. Yeah. That's that's a really good defensive game. I mean, we stopped Lou Will for going off from thirty to forty, yeah. like like we're used to him going off for. But overall, it was just. I mean. 
frustrating in general, especially with the way that the Kings closed the game. Yeah, I think the one thing throughout the whole game is we just couldn't stop. We couldn't force the ball into a shooter's hand that was cold. Because Mm -hmm. everyone was hot. They had seven players in double figures. Yeah. And, and basically and everyone they threw out there was getting buckets, which is which is why this team is so interesting. They're so annoying. The the Clippers are like secretly one of the deepest teams in the league. Uh, they are. They really are. They're first in bench scoring, and it's not even close. Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts because you look at that roster and you say, "Wow, they have two point guards that are interesting." I wouldn't say they're good, Patrick Beverly and Lou Will, but. They they work. It works, and that's it's really a testament to Doc's coaching this year. Yeah, I think I've always thought he's a pretty pretty solid coach, and and it's it's really not, just not overrated like another, Brad Stevens. Another another testament to uh, Jerry West yeah. in that front office this year. Below, so all all around uh, a very solid uh, team. Really heart wrenching loss. It, it really was. And I, I would just like to say to all the people really just hating on Willie for not getting that board. I'm with you, but I think he played a pretty solid game. Mm-hmm. He had 16 and 12 and again, consistency is his his kind of uh, Achilles heel. I don't think uh, another player I'd like to shout out for just playing terribly Mm-hmm. On Serbian Heritage Night, nonetheless, was Bogey. Yeah. So shot like 20% from the field, only had nine points. Um, I don't know. This whole thing was just... It was set up for failure, to be yeah. honest. You can't bill a game in March um, in the NBA as the biggest game ever. In you 20 know? years? It's Because it's not. I mean, it's March. It's March. You know? It the, really doesn't mean it's anything. It's not college. It's not one in... You know, one loss and you're out. It it doesn't mean anything. And I think that's what we kind of got away from is we came into this game like this is the game. Yeah. And I feel like if we just would have played like like a, a, a coherent game. brand of basketball like we have all season, mm-hmm. would have had a better shot than forcing the issue. Yeah, I mean, combined, we had Buddy and Bogdan going 9 for 34 yeah. from the field. And that's just you're you're not going to win games missing that many shots. High point, Harry Giles again. Good, good for him. Love it. Couldn't wasn't enough. Had 15 points off the bench. I hope this leads to him getting more minutes. I think it will because he really deserves to be playing 20 on that. Well, especially with Bagley out, I think he's about to ball out. And I hope uh, another. I mean, another player who didn't play terribly but didn't play great. Nemanja Bjelica. Yeah. Um, Serbian Heritage Night had to get him some minutes. Yeah, really wish that he'd play more too. Because he, he hasn't shown a reason why we shouldn't be playing. Yeah. And I, I think that he'd... I mean, the whole team would benefit from him getting 15 to 18 a night. So... I completely agree. I think the the one final thing about this mm-hmm. this game was... that You know, the, our final real offensive possession when Harrison Barnes is called with the charge. And again, you know, call it what you want. It's like... You don't have to be set anymore. He's got to beat him to the spot. So mm-hmm. now it's like there's another rule. It's just kind of nonsense. Um, I think this... I don't know if I trust Harrison Barnes with the ball down the stretch. You've seen him in in, in uh, I, I think Golden should... State just stinking it up. He, yeah, Grant Napier, he's a veteran and he thinks he can get to the line. I think... Like I said this to you right before the podcast. I'm, prob- I'm going to try to reiterate it word for word. This isn't 2005. You're not going to get the bump in the bucket. Kick yeah. it out for three. Especially We're down three. There's nine seconds. We're not going to... The odds we execute a successful quick two foul and come down and score are next to none. Well, especially in the last minute. They're not calling anything. The, they're stalling 100%, the 100%. So, so I, it's like, I don't know if I trust Harrison Barnes We're with the ball ever. I think that, I think that Harrison Barnes... Is a really good addition to the team. No, I do too. I think I he's just, a great defender. I, yeah, no, he spraces the floor, but he's not the guy I want to go to at the end of the game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The marksman's known as Buddy and Bogey, and we also have Deere and who can get us a bucket. Who is? I would say who's more likely to get the hoop and the harm than Harrison Barnes with the body control. And you know Harrison Barnes flailing his arms, mm-hmm. sucking. 
Yeah. For Golden State mm-hmm. in the so, playoffs. Well, let's uh, let's move on to this next week of basketball. Yeah. So we go come into this next week at five hundred. Yeah. Which is I don't know. It's still amazing in in its own right. It's, I mean, it's the Lakers first... are still worse. So yeah. That's tight. Still above the Lakers. That's all that matters. We're not the worst team in California. That's the L.A. Lakers. Say that again. L.A. Lakers are the worst team in California. Yep. It's not even a personal opinion. That's literally facts. That is facts. Don't have feelings by the by the statistics. Um, but Monday we see the currently thirteen and forty nine New York Knicks. So this is another if we lose tattoos gone game. But this is also a team that will probably be thirteen and fifty. By the time that we see them on Monday as they play Sunday night against the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, so the Knicks are on a back-to-back and it's the Knicks. Yeah, it's... So this is a game where, like, again, we just got to get everyone finding their shooting stroke. Mm-hmm. No one's slumping. And we're sitting everyone in the fourth. Yeah, this is a, this is a the very... Knicks blow. This would be as bad as losing to the 20-point the lead game against the Suns. And really, the only things to highlight on this Knicks team are nothing. Uh, no, go for it. <laughs> Kevin Knox, very solid-looking guy, and kind of the mold of a, a slashing wing who can shoot a little bit, and the Zion pick next year, and that's it. So yeah, shout out to Fizdale too for you know coming out and saying all the right things about not tanking, even though we know they are. Yeah, completely tanking. And, uh, so that's Monday night, shout seven out, hold p.m. On, hold on. They also got Sling and Wood, Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, of course. And uh, I was just gonna say that's seven p.m. Get out there. Yeah, at home. If you got the the March Pass or whatever they're calling it, yeah, you already got a ticket. So show up, be loud. On Wednesday, another second night of the back to back. Very yeah, very we, winnable game. Yeah, we have the. Celtics of Boston. The struggling Celtics. You know the records with and without Kyrie. It doesn't look good. And it'll be the classic game where they, they'll they be struggling going into the to the Warriors Tuesday. Somehow beat the Warriors in Oakland. And then come and we'll beat them by 30 in Sacramento. Just like last month with the Sixers. Similar story, I would say. So, I think uh, a very interesting slate of games. Capped off by another visit from... Or we we are heading yeah. to New York. So the Celtics games caps this little four game road trip. Hopefully we can home go, trip. Or home sorry, stand. sorry, home stand. Hopefully we can go two and two. Yeah. The Knicks game on Saturday. It's a nine a.m. start. Yeah. For everyone on the West Coast, who knows why? Maybe they got the ice capades at the Garden. Who knows? Um, either way, this Knicks game starts a little four game Rangers road, play that road night. trip. That's true. The Rangers, my dad is livid because they've dropped, I think, four straight. And they're now like ten points out of the final playoff spot. So, it's not it's not a good time to be a Ranger fan. It's bad, dude. The Nucks might even make the playoffs. So, yeah, this Knicks game starts a four-game road trip. We'll get into the last three of those on the next week's show. Again, but, with the Knicks. Again, it's just... It's the Garden. It's a, it's It's such a winnable game. So, just win it. I mean, if, if we're one of the, the 13 teams to lose to the Knicks, it, it'll it be it's a sad bad. day. It's like, they want the pick. We want the win. They why, do we even have, why do we even have to play the game? Can't we just shake hands? All right, loss it's for the, them, win for them. Adam Silver, like, let's let's do that. If, if they want to tank, who cares? It's the exact opposite of the Celtics game, where they have our pick, so they have the double incentive to beat us. So yeah, really good, great take there. Love that. So then the Adam Silver tanking, it's a thing. Adam Silver, just allow it. Let it happen. Give him the pick. Give him Zion and expand the the New York brand, and let James Dolan sell the team. I don't. I actually don't understand why tanking is so frowned upon. Because if you literally want to throw away a season and the jersey sales and the ticket sales and yada yada yada. Like I get it's New York, so the market's always going to be there. Let let these teams tank. I just well, the don't... reason it's frowned upon is because of revenue sharing, and because the if if like when when the fill or when the 76ers were doing it, people weren't coming to the games, and but they were still getting an equal share of the revenue, and it just affects the whole league. So like you're when, talking like TV rights and TV, <laughs> local, uh, and. 
Really everything. Okay. So it's so it's, tanking. It, restructured some sort of a collective bargaining agreement. Let it happen. Yeah. In in twenty twenty when the twenty twenty two when the CBA comes out, where uh, that'll be the number one thing. Yeah, tanking. it's going to be tanking. Let it happen. Lower the age, not even to eighteen, just at whatever age. Lower it, the age to twelve. No, honestly. We'll get, we'll get middle schoolers in the league. Well, I'm stupid. If you're good enough, like LeBron was, to come... Remember everyone's... Oh, is LeBron going to come out after his junior year? He probably could have. I don't think he would have been as good. It was the smartest move to stay one more year. But there was like a big article in Sports Illustrated if LeBron was going to come out after his junior year. And he could have. He mm-hmm. wouldn't have been the 25-5 and five man that we've been all, all learned. 27-7-7. Seven, seven. Well, he's 25-5 and five in his rookie year. Yeah. Um. So he wasn't that 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 twenty seven. You're right. Twenty seven 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 sensation seven that we learned to know and love and then hate. So, but like that's what I'm saying. I don't know why they lowering considering to lower it from eighteen nineteen eight to just abolish the age. Who cares? I'm trying to see a couple. Let's raise it. You have to be twenty five. Yeah. Be able to to you, be in Senate. You got to be, be able, able to rent a car to be in the NBA. Yeah, if you can't drive, you're not in the NBA. Yeah, you can't rent a car until you're 25, which is honestly nonsense. Really dumb rule. Anyway, that's it for next week's games. That takes us to everybody's favorite segment. What city, what song? Where we name a city, we also name a song. This week we have New York twice and Boston, as we've said. Yeah, so Boston, New York sandwich. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's New York on the outside, Boston on the inside. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get going. All right. So I'll start it off with New York. Pick the Beastie Boys, cause that's tight. And the song I was thinking about going with "Slow Ride" because it's a very underrated song on "License to Ill." But I ended up picking "Girls," because mm-hmm. that's a song that the boys of the Beast have apologized for, saying, "Oh, it's misogynistic." You don't don't apologize for art. It's a wonderful song. It's like it's a very freestyle esque song. Every, it's like the, it's a very easy e type song as well, where every rhyme is very clean and every, uh, you know, every everything is timed to a t. Either way, who cares about the lyrics? I, I, you know, I just like art. So I'm picking girls, Beastie Boys. So I I have chosen one in a similar vein to a couple I've done earlier in the season. Namely, Thunderstruck, the movie, mm. and Failure to Launch, the movie. We have Do the Right Thing the by movie. director, Oscar-winning director, Spike Lee. Oh, of course. Uh, also, major Nick fan, Spike Lee. Uh, and by the right thing, we mean beat the Knicks. Do the right things, Kings. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Alright, so off to Boston. Or actually, the game's in sack, so off to Boston. Shipping, shipping off to Boston. Yeah, that's not what I'm picking. Neither am I. I'm picking the, one of the greatest songs to ever have been written, recorded, and sang. Picking Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. Great one. It, you know, it's seven minutes of pure bliss. And uh, I'm really hoping, you know, from beyond the arc, it's, it's hot stuff. So, yep. off, off to you. For me, uh, I want one with one in the theme of... What the what the Celtics are thinking, and I went with Draft Day by Waka Flocka Flame. Oh, dude, that's actually such a fire song. Because they're focusing on that draft pick that they're stealing. That's from a us. good one. That's a good one. So yeah, I love that, that. That's why I went with it. All right, back to New York. This one is actually in uh, Madison Square Garden, hallowed halls of uh, MSG. I think it's MSG Four. Who knows? They've redid that thing like six thousand times. So. Chase. Chase Stadium. Chase Court at Madison Square Garden. James Dolan's a love child. Yeah. Um, Madison Square Garden group. Yeah. So I'm picking Weedus, Dirtbag. So Great everyone one. thinks this is Weezer, but it's not. Obviously, it's like you're an idiot if you think that. Yeah, it's like sang by a dude that sounds like a chick. Yeah, and I mean, the song's great. Though. I think the music video is better. It really draws on the, the cast from American Pie. It's got Mina Suvari, who uh, you see topless. Not in the music video, but in uh, American Beauty, another one, Classic. which is uh, you know the, little little weird now with Spacey. But don't apologize for art, all right? But that's, we can apologize for Spacey. That's that's true. Weird dude. All I'm saying is don't you don't apologize for art, whatever art is. And so, teenage dirtbag, 
Wheatus. It's a, a favorite. It's a karaoke favorite of mine. So I had to pick it. Wheatus isn't from you know New York, New York, but they're just from outside the city. Yeah, they're uh, you know signed Montauk uh, uh, record label, obviously on Long Island. What's your song? I got "Someday" by The Strokes mm. because uh, I thought even, you were picking the other one. No, I went with "Someday" oh, okay. because if even if we don't uh, if we don't make the playoffs this year, we'll make it someday with okay, this squad. It's 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 inevitable. Well, hey, sh- shout out to your honorable mention. Well, we're we're saving that for the Lakers oh, game. We'll save it. All right, we got to so better gotta, tune in in a couple yeah, weeks. Keep keep listening because next week we got a whole new set of cities and a whole new set of songs for you. So listen in. All right, so on to a little bit of league news. Let's start, let's start with team news. Yeah, of course. Why not? You know, uh, this is a show about the Kings, not mo- the league. More importantly, the Marvin Bagley Matt bleh, Marvin Bagley injury, as everybody and their brothers already know, he will be out for one to two weeks with a mild knee sprain. Really, kind of the best case scenario. Uh huh. Um, this could have been much worse. Uh, could have been much worse. Everyone clamoring. Oh, an illegal screen. No, buddy's just gotta call that out. Yeah. I don't care how loud it is. You're hearing you're hearing right if someone's calling yeah. out that screen right. Exactly. So again, he's out one to two weeks. We got a lot of winnable games. We got, like we said, the Knicks twice, we got the Celtics at home. Then we got, you know, a little road trip. But we're playing the Bulls, we're playing the Nets, you know. Who like these are winnable games. So yeah. again, my goal at this point, because we're four games behind. Eighth in the win column, two games behind eighth in the loss column with two games in hand. Yeah. My goal is just to go 42 and 40. Yeah. I just want to go over 500. Yeah. Making the playoffs is such a treat, an added bonus, that it's almost it almost seems, you know, f- fake. That I think 42 and 40 is such a legitimate goal to hit. Let's do it. And then yeah. beyond that, if we win five more games from that, it'd be in, in, insane. Incredible. Incredible, insane, unheard of, you know? Because I do. I think 47 wins is that magic number. Yeah. 46, 47. Um, yeah, I agree. Unlike and the East where it's like 36. Yeah. What a joke. You're, like last year, I think it was 47 got you in last year. Such a with joke. The tim- the, the with the East. Timberwolves. Such a joke. But um, the other piece of major team news... Corey Brewer extended yeah. through the rest of the season. It, yeah. So he will continue to be Love a king. the energy. Love the three-point shooting. Yeah, really just been a, a solid... Love the goggles. Really solid bench guy. Not even goggles. They're like Oakleys. Yeah. So some fast glasses. So, uh, good to see that he will be with the scores the no, rest of the another year. Another piece of team news. This one is on the negative end of the spectrum. Former King Great, current muscle hamster Mike Bibby. Ah, Yes. Has been uh, linked, let's say linked, with a nice, Alleged. Not, with a not so nice sexual assault charge at the Arizona high school where he is the men's basketball coach. Wow. So. It's a legend. Mike, we don't know what you're doing down there. We believe innocent until proven guilty. We know you're a man of God, even though you got that cross removed, the tattoo removed. They didn't know you got the cross removed. Yeah. So. Crazy. That's the start. But yeah, so we, we we obviously we don't know the whole story. We're not going to speculate, but let's just get to the bottom of this. And yeah. and Mike, let's stay out of trouble, please. Something that he couldn't even do when he was on the team. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he can turn it around. Um, and let's get into league news. Yeah. Um, biggest first piece of the league news: Pau Gasol, as we mentioned, signed with the Bucks. For the rest of the season after being released by the Spurs. So how does that actually work contractually? So he was waived by the Spurs okay, yesterday. Okay, okay. And the, the Bucks picked up his waivers. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and to be eligible for playoffs, you had to be waived last night by midnight. So Robin That's, Lopez okay. would not be, if he was waived today or further, which it's looking like he will, will not be eligible for playoffs. Okay, that's that was my question. Or that was my follow-up question. Yeah. So... Uh, it is currently past the date of players being eligible for playoffs if they're waived. So uh, look for no more. Not, Which is not a lot of so more. much later, both the trade deadline and that deadline, the wave, waiver deadline in the mm-hmm. NHL. It's actually yeah. weird. The NHL trade deadline just happened. Yeah. And so. Well, baseball's trade deadline's really late, too. It's yeah. the end of July. And then they have waivers through the end of 
Oh yeah, exactly. So that's what I was. I was the perfect point. I was just going to bring up is the NBA is on the very early end of that spectrum, mm-hmm. and it's still sixty games. So yeah, there, that's there's true. it's still pretty late. So another piece of I don't know if this is news or whatever, but the ratings were so low for the All Star Weekend. Yeah, that Adam Silver now. He's, you know... Canceling All-Stars. Not exactly, but we gave some great input, I think, that he would love to incorporate. Yeah, Adam, hire us. But I think he want, now he wants to do maybe a preseason-type tournament. Or oh, is the middle of the season 30-team single elimination tournament. Which I think no one is going to agree to. Yeah, no one wants that. Get that out of here. Just give us an All-Star game like the NHL, three-on-three, every division... That's what that's what the people want. So look for that. Get LeBron, Steph, and KD playing next to each other and running the league. So look for, look for that, you know, in the coming weeks, some news about that. In other contractual news, uh, Eric Bledsoe, who's had a couple of really great games recently, yep. uh, agreed to a four-year, $70 million extension with the Bucks. So it looks like he'll be part of that core going forward. Um, if they do get Chris Middleton... It would be a very good uh, core, really. They got, yeah, they got a crazy team. They're not making the Eastern Conference Finals now. That's But false. they are the first team to clinch yep. a playoff spot. Yep. Doing so, beating the Lakers at Staples, huge uh, comeback. The Lakers were actually ahead in the third and the fourth. But that's that's huge for the Kings as well, because they beat the Lakers. Yeah, so, so the Bucks. Thank, the Bucks thanks, first, but no thanks. First team to clinch. Um, quite a few teams eliminated already, including the the Suns, Huge. and a bunch of teams in the East, because the East is awful. So, uh, that's about it for, for league news. On to King Spiracy Corner. We got a really juicy conspiracy for you this week. Oh, this one's gold. Uh, so it's gold, you, Jerry. If you've watched any nationally televised game in the last 12 years, you'd probably be able to know where we're going with this. But <laughs> this one comes from uh, Reddit user Suon213. What if Marv Albert died six months ago and they're just using random audio clips that loosely pertain to the situation? If you've seen anything... This is so true, it's incredible. Including that Thunder game the other day when Marcus Morris takes the fadeaway from the elbow and he says it's from three, No, and his but fam- the foot's on the line. His famous tagline is like, after looking yeah. at the scoreboard... Oh, it, it appears his foot was on the line. Now, yeah, no, now they're, tell, they're telling me it was a two. They're telling me it was a two. His foot was on the line. It's crazy. He's awful. And it's he's a- not even watching the game. Yeah, he's and he's paired with Reggie Miller too. It's like Jesus Christ. Or even Chris Webber sometimes. It's, it's bad, man. It's 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 really bad. So I'm um, thinking we should Elon Musk should go in screw good into Mars. Just start cloning Mike Breen to just get like thirty Mike Breens. To get all the games. Who's the guy? Uh, Mike Tirico. Yeah. Get him out there, it's too. Pretty good. Get, get a couple clones of him. No, Maybe a George Stephanopoulos. Of course. No, the, the guy who does the games with Doris, the black guy who's from I Canada. I not think of his name. No, he's, he's good, too. I like or him. even Doris Burke. No, not yeah. bad. But so, Marv Albert, it's terrible. It's like... Really bad. Play, it's everything. It's players' names. Yeah. It's the time. Oh, in, heating up in the fourth quarter. It's the second quarter. Yeah. It's... Oh, my God. The it's, first half. It's bad. So, so um, Marv Albert's been de- basically what we're saying is Marv Albert's been dead for a while, and they're just weekend at Bernie's this whole thing. Yeah, and they got like one of those crazy like rap kind of uh, what are the, what are those mixer keyboards where it's just a bunch of colored buttons? Yeah, it's 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 uh it's what like, are those it's like the EDM yeah keyboard. We don't know yeah the drum machine. Yeah, exactly. There it is. And so they're just hitting these buttons and with you know exactly. It's just nothing. But, but that's Mike Breen. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's the bigger conspiracy. They've they've given uh, uh, Marv Albert the the Walt Disney treatment, and yeah. TNT has frozen his head underneath the inside the NBA studio. Yeah, Studio J in Atlanta has so, a lot of uh, a lot of skeletons in their closet. So uh, they're waiting, and a wait- lot of donuts in their desk. Chuck, yeah. seriously, Charles. Got to get that under control. Dude, it's like if I can lose some weight, dude, you can. He doesn't want to, though. He's a millionaire. That's what I'm you're, saying. You're, you're a hundreder. Yeah, if that. Maybe. On a good day. Dude, so, I'm, I'm a dollar millionaire. Yeah, seriously. Dude, those are great commercials. So that's that's it for this week's Kingspiracy 
corner. Uh, if you have any Kingspiracies that you'd like us to know about, send us an email at kingsinthenorthpod at gmail.com. We look forward to reading those, and if it is good enough, we will feature it on air. And to wrap things up here on this episode, uh, we're going to check in with the Rookie of the Year race. And again, very good year for rookies. Um, I'd say the first, the top five, six picks all have become really solid players. Yeah, it looked, you know, originally in the media wants to spin it this way, that it's a one-horse race. But at this point, it's really not. Yeah. I mean, obviously... Luke is going to win this thing yeah, because it's all political, yeah. and he's and he's deserved it. And he's a great player, historically great player. But there are some really solid rookies out there. Starting with our own, Marvin, Marvin Bagley, Bagley III. Third. Really a great guy. As, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, he's had a really solid two months where he's, he's just kind of grown up. And it, it seems like every night he's going out for 20 and 10. In the month of February, Bagley's averaged 18 points and 10 rebounds, as long as as well as almost two assists and a steal and a block each game. So just contributing so much to the team, really, you know, my God, the the, the man is unbelievable. And then on some nights, I'm about to rip my hair out. But I mean, he's he's grown into a rookie leader almost. I, agreed. I he's, think he's. A great piece for this entire team. Fits in really well. I think this last month was such a jump in the fact that yeah. I thought this this last month was, was going to take the first few months of next season. Yeah. But he kind of bypassed all of that and is now playing great. And it's just so frustrating that he got injured. Obviously, yeah. it's not... Like, I, I don't really want to rush him back either. It's so, not ideal, but it's, it's definitely... Could could have been worse. Yeah. So that there's Bagley. Let's get on to uh, up next. We have Luka Doncic, the the current front runner. Yeah. Uh, you know he, he's he's a great player, but his team has really struggled. Yeah. Last week he recorded season. his fourth triple double. Yeah. As really, a rookie. Really great player. Twenty eight points. Um. Just, I think the fact that his team has struggled so much this year will hurt him in this. Rookie of the Year race. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree, but it's, you know... I mean, think about the it's, last... It's, the, it's not the MVP. They, they they give it to... I mean, think about Tyreek and LeBron. Well, Tyreek's the last time somebody's had a sub-500 record and won Rookie of the Year. No, I'm just saying it's so, happened before. But it is pretty rare. It is it is rare, and I think... I They're mean, giving it to Luka, though they are. Yeah, it's guaranteed. I agree. It's guaranteed. I, I, I agree with that guarantee. All right. Uh, in in the last month, Luca has averaged 25, 10, and 8 in the last month. This is this is crazy. This is like this dwarfs the 25 and 5 threshold of greatness for a rookie. Yeah, this is pretty incredible for any player. And for him to be a rookie. Should have been an all-star. Really should have been. And I mean I'd even put him on maybe third team All NBA. Yeah, he's been incredible this year, and there's no denying that. And everyone knows the stats under two minutes. Dudes look basically automatic. So, really, a great. He's player. gonna be tough to dethrone. Yeah, and if there's anyone that can't do it, it's Trey Young. Well, <laughs> Trey Young has. Yeah, he's been, he, he's, he's been good. He's yeah. been really good. He put up 20 assists the other day, and he's also in the four overtime game against the Bulls. Uh, he put up. 45 and 15, the first time it's ever been done by a rookie. Uh, pretty incredible stat line in general. So, um, you know, there's a couple other guys. You got Mo Bamba down in Orlando. Jaron Jackson Jr. in Memphis, who's dropped off a little bit. Well, he's been shut down for the season no, because no. of the quad injury. Well, I was saying before that. Yeah, dropped so off. He'll probably, he's probably out of the running just because he's going to miss 30 games. Yeah. Um, you also have... DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix, who's been good, but has... Dude, I heard something about DeAndre Ayton. Sorry to interrupt, but this is crazy. He's like 7'1", right? Yeah. Dude, they, I heard this thing where he had a 43-inch vertical. Yeah, it's crazy. That's Dude's actually so... A freak. And the, this is the thing about that They just that gotta team. use him better. They don't. They, they don't use him right. Sarver's lost control of the front office. They're moving. It's a mess. They might move. Yeah. Let's let, before we even get Dolan out of New York. Let's get Sarver out of Phoenix. That's dude, seven one four. That's got to be the tallest 
Like, you know the, the, the yeah, peg's high jump? pretty crazy. That's got to be the tallest ever. Because not, not many people even have the 40-inch vertical as well as being 7. That's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Dude's an athletic freak. Still hate him, though. But, I mean, it'd be cool to see him and Bagley pair in the front court someday. Yeah, dude, on that super team just young. Yeah. What about De'Aaron and Aiton running that pick and roll? See, that's even like... better. That, that's where Phoenix is just garbage. Yeah, really bad. So, that's our uh, Rookie of the Year check-in. I'd say that Luka is a pretty clear front runner with both Trey Young and Marvin Bagley kind of pushing for that second spot. I would I would even put it as I, I'll give Trey Young number two. Yeah, I think I agree. with the Bagley injury, it's just tough. And he's everything. he's already missed ten games this year. Yeah, and he's gonna miss another five or six. So so it, it's the players that were swapped for each other. Yeah, really kind forever of forever gonna be linked. Yeah, I was just gonna say really holding it down for the, this rookie class. And, I mean, it really doesn't look like there's a loser in this trade. Except for maybe um, uh, uh, Dallas having to give up those picks yeah. um, for Luka. But if uh, if Chris Stapps turns out how everybody expects him to, I think that that, that team's going to look good for a long time. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's it for rookie it. check-in. So, if you're still listening, we want to just say thank you. Uh, again, keep telling your friends. We really appreciate it. Go like and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or on Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And on the street corner from some shady dude in a trench coat. Yeah, direct downloaded from some illegal Chinese website. Uh, or intravenously. Yeah, if wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you continue to get ours. And uh, we, we, we really appreciate that you listen. Please keep telling your friends because, as we always say, it's a pyramid scheme. And we've noticed the returns are great. Just keep, keep, uh, keep the faith. You'll, yeah. you'll get these returns. If you, if you can't tell your friends, we're not going to be able to pay you. So bring in more and then we'll pay you back. And uh, we appreciate in, you in guys listening. Takes. Yeah. So for next week... Do your homework and uh, bring two friends. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Adios. See you next time. Sayonara.